Hi, welcome to the Freehoff Institute of Progressive Halakha. I'm Rabbi Mark Wachowski with the 12-minute shiur number 36, the mitzvah of matzah, one day or seven days. We're working from a source sheet that you can download at our website, www.freehoffinstitute.org learning, and then scroll down to the 12-minute shiur. On Pesach, we're traditionally forbidden to eat chametz and commanded to eat matzah. But while the prohibition or isur of chametz lasts for the entire festival, seven days according to the Torah, the positive obligation or chiyuv to eat matzah holds only on the first day, that is, at the Seder, after which you don't have to eat matzah again until the Seder next year. As Rambam puts it in his Mishneh Torah, lines 3 through 12 on the source sheet, Mitzvat min Torah asar. It is a positive mitzvah of the Torah to eat matzah on the night of the 15th of Nisan, as it is said in Exodus chapter 12, verse 18, Ba'erev tochlu matzot. In the evening you shall eat matzot. During the remainder of the festival, though, the eating of matzah is reshut, a voluntary act. Should one wish, one may eat matzah, and should one wish, one may eat rice or millet or parched ears of corn or fruit. Mm, Rambam, the great Sephardic posek, obviously doesn't know from the old Ashkenazic minhag to avoid rice and kitneo during Pesach. Aval belel chamisha asal bilvad chova, but only on the night of the 15th is it an obligation, a chova. And when one has eaten an olive's bulk of matzah, one has fulfilled that obligation. This ruling is repeated with brevity in the Shulchan Aruch lines 16 through 19. And it's clearly based on the sugya in Psachim daf kuf kaf lines 32 through 51. It begins with a Baraita. Tanya, Sheshet Yamim Tochal Matzot, Uvayom Hashvi'i Atzeret Lashem Elohecha, Mashvi'i Rashut, Av Sheshet Yamim Rashut. You shall eat Matzot for six days, and on the seventh day you shall hold a solemn assembly to Adonai your God. That's the verse Deuteronomy chapter 16, 8 which means, according to the Midrash, just as on the seventh day the eating of matzah is voluntary, that is, not a chovah, so too are the other six days voluntary. My Tama, how do they learn this? the Talmud asks. It's one of Rabbi Ishmael's hermeneutical rules. When a thing, here the seventh day of Pesach, that is included within a general category, it's one of all seven days of Pesach, and then that thing becomes an exception to the rule, it does so in order to teach us something about everything included in that category. Here, the verse, as read by the Midrash, teaches that eating matzah is not required on the seventh day, so it follows that matzah is not required, it's reshut, on the other six days. Now, if so, yachol af laila harishon reshut, does this mean that the first night too is voluntary? Well, no, it can't mean that, because the Torah says in Numbers chapter 9, they shall eat the korban Pesach along with matzot and bitter herbs. That is, you have to eat the matzah on the first night. 
Well, okay, from that verse I learned that the rule applies when the temple is standing, when we have a korban. But what about when the temple is no longer standing? Hmm, scripture says, Ba'erev tochlu matzot, Exodus chapter 12, verse 18, In the evening you shall eat matzot. That's the verse that establishes an obligation to eat matzah on the first night, independently of the temple and sacrifices. Okay, so that's how we get the rule. But you've noticed that the sugya flows from a non-literal reading of Deuteronomy 16, verse 8. You shall eat matzah for six days, that is, and not on the seventh day. But the pshat, the literal sense of that verse, if we read it according to its context, clearly refers to the six days following the first day of the festival. And if so, that means you would eat matzah on the first day, and then on the other six as well, making a total of seven. This coincides with all those Torah verses that declare that the requirement to eat matzah lasts through the entire festival, not just the first day. Our source sheet gives a couple of examples, and you can find others in our longer essay on this topic. The link is at the top of the first page. To be sure, the pshat understanding of the verse is no kasha on the rabbis. Halakha is not usually derived from the literal sense of the biblical text, but from the drash, the traditional rabbinic understanding, as it is here, as confirmed by the Psak, the ruling that we've seen in the Mishneh Torah and the Shulchan Aruch. Yet there exists a counter-tradition in the halakha, a not-so-subtle critique of that Psak. Now, by critique, we don't mean rejection. Nobody in the traditional literature asserts that the Mishneh Torah and the Shulchan Aruch, and much less the Talmud, are wrong. But the authors who raise this critique do suggest and recommend another possibility. We start with the perush, or the commentary, of Rabbi Avraham ibn Ezra on Exodus chapter 12, verse 15, which begins on line 73. matzot tochelu, you shall eat matzot for seven days. Ibn Ezra links this seven-day requirement to the seven-day journey of the Israelites from Egypt to Yamsuf, the Sea of Reeds. The point is that we eat matzah for seven days to remember that journey. As he says in the section highlighted in red, The seven days is an obligation fixed by the pshat, or literal reading, of the Torah text. Chiyuv al pshat? You mean Ibn Ezra learns a halachic obligation directly from the biblical text? That doesn't sound very rabbinic, does it? And besides, the Talmud says explicitly that there's no chiyuv to eat matzah beyond the first day. Does Ibn Ezra mean to contradict the Talmudic halacha? Well, speaking of contradiction, take a look at the next passage from none less than the Rambam on lines 97 through 104, taken from his major philosophical work, the Mori Nevuchim, the Guide of the Perplexed. In the chapter devoted to the observance of the biblical festivals, he has just finished explaining why Shavuot, unlike the other Chagim, lasts for only one day. Namely, the idea there is to emphasize the day on which the Torah was given at Sinai. Aval, on the other hand, the observance of Matzah lasts for seven days because we need that much time to truly understand the meaning of that observance.
which is to say, Rambam reads the Torah as requiring that we eat matzah for all seven days of the festival, even though, as we've seen, he states clearly in his halachic compendium, the Mishneh Torah, that the obligation to eat matzah occurs only on the first night. So, does Rambam, in his philosophical work, contradict the Talmudic halacha that he brings in his code? We find something of a resolution to this question in our final source, lines 109 through 128. Sefer Ma'aserav, a collection of the Minhagim of the Gra, the 18th century Gaon Rabbi Eliyahu of Vilna, a book compiled by his students. The Gra reads the Talmudic halacha as follows. Eating matzah is a chovah only on the first night of Pesach, and that's why it's called reshut during the rest of the festival. It's reshut because it's voluntary compared to something that is a chovah. But we should understand the word reshut not as meaning voluntary or optional in an absolute sense, but rather as a mitzvah established by the literal reading of the Torah. That is, one ought to eat matzah all seven days, even if this ritual act does not quite reach the level of chiyuv, or obligation. Uh, okay, a mitzvah is not necessarily a chovah, so strictly speaking, no contradiction. But why does the gra think of matzah as a seven-day mitzvah? Well, as the Sefer goes on, because he regards matzah as the ritual equivalent of dwelling in the sukkah during Sukkot, that other great seven-day festival. If we dwell in the sukkah for seven days, then we should eat matzah for seven days, which is exactly what he did. And more than that, we are told that he would make a su'udash lishit on the last day of Pesach, mipnei chavivat mitzvat achilat matzah, shizmano holechlo, out of his fondness for the mitzvah of matzah, the time for which was at an end. Su'udash lishi, which involves eating bread, of course, is an observance normally restricted to Shabbat. For the gra to create a su'udash lishit on the last day of Pesach is very much an act of creative ritual that's worthy of a progressive rabbi. Well, there's a lot more to say about this, and we say some of it in our longer essay, which, as I mentioned, is linked to the top of the source sheet. But for now, let's underscore that these three outstanding rabbinic figures, Ibn Ezra, Rambam, and the Gaon of Vilna, all come out with a critique of the codified halacha. Now again, they don't reject that halacha, but they clearly regard it as insufficient. That is to say, the one-day-only chiyuv to eat matzah, which is established by the Talmud and ratified by the codes, is both spiritually unsatisfying and contradictory to the underlying ta'am, or rationale, of the mitzvah. So, drawing upon the halachic source material, in this case the biblical text itself, these three poskim create a counterpsach, an alternative to the official codified halacha, an alternative that they find more consistent with that rationale. And that's why we at the Freehoff Institute consider them our role models, because we like to think that what they're doing is precisely the work of progressive halacha, namely, 
to interpret the halakhic tradition in accordance with what we understand to be its true purposes. Which goes to show once again, in this case, as in so many others, we are standing on the shoulders of giants. This has been the 12-minute shiur number 36 from the Freehoff Institute of Progressive Halakha. Thanks for learning with us. Lehitraot.